Texas. They say everything's bigger here, and they're right. We've got big cars, big hearts, and even bigger stakes. This is beef country, Texas. Home to the Alamo, the Cowboys, and the largest military installation known to man. So big, it has a big name. Fort Hood, the great place. It's got a Texas-sized podcast as well. And this is it, right here. Fort Hood's great big podcast. Yeehaw. You are back. Yes. You were AWOL last week. Mm-hmm. I was. Mm. <laughs> Very conveniently. Well, you know, I understand life gets in the way. And, yeah. you know, this isn't your day job, even though it's your favorite job, right? Yes. Well, there you go. I do enjoy this very much. <laughs> this is nobody's real day job, is it? Uh, your day job. Well, well maybe not the yeah, podcast it's, in general. Yeah, it's one of the things I one do. One of your six jobs, yeah. seven. Yeah, one of the yeah. many hats <laughs> yeah, let me, let you me, wear. Just let me shift my hat again. Yeah. Kelvin, what were you doing today? Uh, Well, you know, our, our unit's preparing for a war fighter coming up. And, you know, I like to be a team player, so I went out there in the mud. And, you know, I helped first sergeant the soldiers just move them tents. Nice. Well, not for my back. <laughs> My back is, you know, when the first arm's like, hey, hey, Ringo, you know you got a bad back. Let that young soldier in there bend down. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> but my back was like, thank you. Yeah. You're a team player. Hey, but pride, pride will get you every time. It really does. Trash tent? <laughs> no. No? What do you got? Terrible tents. No, they are newer, newer Newer versions. Okay. I mean, we had to move existing ones before the new ones came in. Oh, Uh, Take out the floorboards. Yeah. Take out the floorboards, move a couple around like chess pieces. Uh Those are so much work. Yeah, my back agrees. Yeah. But, hey, I feel good. My boots are dirty. Soldier saw me out there getting hurt. Oh, I mean, not hurt, but (laughs) saw me being uncomfortable. You know, when I got a PFC being like, hey, Sergeant, you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Get out of my <laughs> face. But thank you. Thank you for your concern. I'm good. All right. Enough about work. Is the two-week quarantine over? It is. Oh, my it God. Is. I forgot all yes. about it. So that long embrace finally happened? Yes, it did. Beyonce? Actually, it came sooner than expected. Really? How'd that work out? So there was a lot of confusion. Uh, apparently there was supposed to be some COVID team that was supposed to ferry him off. Uh, that didn't exist. And uh, the quarantine barracks also did not exist. Oh. So he actually quarantined with me oh. when he finally showed up. Nice. Which was like on the 10th day of his 14th day. Nice. Quarantine. Yeah. Excellent. Nice. So it's pretty great. That is 
awesome. Yes. And it was only like a year and a half in the making, right? Uh, two years. Good. Three <laughs> years in the making. Yeah. It was a long and arduous two but, years. But you made it. We made it. Yeah. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. So he's in processing right now. Yeah, I was going to ask you out here before we, but I'm save it for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yes. That is yeah, great now He's news. officially going to be a calf, a calf man. Okay. Calf scout, not calf scout. No, we're not a calf scouts. No. <laughs> well, he's he's a band guy too, right? Yeah, he's a, he's a band person. Yeah. So there you go. Yep. Outstanding. What does he play? He plays the clarinet, but he also plays the saxophone. Well, there you go. He can get it on a get it in on a rock band then. Yes, know. he could. Clarinet, that's kind of forties swing, you know. Yeah. Oh, don't you think? Right. Yeah. Like Benny the Dixie Goodman, band right? stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Huh? He plays that very well. Very cool. Yes. Very cool. So you are feeling well. Yes. Are you feeling better? No. Uh, I am hungry. <laughs> we always do this. Close You're always, hungry. always hungry. Sorry about that. Yeah. Well, she right. so was lifting those tents. We did tape another interview when you were not here. Oops. Melissa was though, so okay. She didn't make it for this segment, but uh, you know she was there when we had the Army Wellness Center here talking all about, you know. Getting well, mm-hmm. like you. I am getting well. <laughs> and we're going to hear all that after this. Masks on for safety. Masks on for safety. In the store. Walk in the door. Masks on for safety. Masks on for safety. Day or night. Do what's right. Look, bad jingles aren't going to stop the coronavirus. But wearing a mask or a face covering can help lower the chance of infection or spread. So do your part and mask up. Or we may just have to keep singing. Masks on for safety. Masks on for safety. Be a mouth and noser or else you're a poser. Do what's right. Save a life. Wear a mask. Hood's great big podcast now available at those fancy schmancy streaming sites. And as promised, this segment of the show is all about what? Army wellness. Getting healthy. Right? And joining us is Noelle Austin Jones, and she has been on the show before. Noelle, thank I you for have. being here. She is a health educator with the Army Wellness Center here at Fort Hood. Yes. And today we called you in to talk about what? Tobacco cessation. Uh, so I do not use tobacco products. Ew. Do <laughs> I? Is this a disclaimer? What? Is that a disclaimer? That is a disclaimer. Can it be proven? I don't know. Where's the scientific evidence? Yeah, I don't know. All right. All right. Here's, here's you know, truth in advertising. You have one smoker in the in the room. Okay. Sergeant Lassard. And she looks like well, she's owning it, though. I, I yeah. still yeah. vape. 
I yeah. still vape. Well, it, I use nicotine stuff. Shame on you. Admitting it <laughs> is the first step to recovery. Well, there you go. <laughs> but I haven't had a cigarette in three years. That's good. Well, there you go. That's good. I mean, technically, to actually quit, like most people have to try multiple times, many, many times. Yeah. And each time you're making a step in the right direction. Right. So, so some, it, you know, one of these days it'll all catch on, right? It does. I mean, it takes time. So talk, tell me about what the Army Wellness Center can do for smokers. So we teach about tobacco prevention and cessation. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, tobacco use is a chronic health condition. It is an addiction. Mm -hmm. um, it's I'm not. An addict. <laughs> Everybody's looking at me. <laughs> Eyeballs on you. Uh, it's a dependence. It's a chronic disease. So we would treat it like anything else, really. Um, there are many approaches to acknowledging it and then moving forward. Like you'll be asked probably many, many times by many, many professionals, um, in the healthcare realm, mm -hmm. are you ready to quit? Right. And a lot of times I hear, nope. I like it. I love I it. I heard that. <laughs> That's what I said yesterday when I went to see the doctor. <laughs> I want some more of it, right? Um, but every time someone asks you that, right, it's just planting a little seed. Like you have to consciously be like, "Am I ready to quit?" No. Okay. Right. But uh, you know that one day <laughs> you might be like, "You know what? I I would consider it." Right. right. Like maybe. Right. Usually, most of the time, people don't want to consider it until they're facing some sort of adverse effect from mm -hmm. something, right? Right. Like, do I want to quit eating donuts all the time? No, oh. I like it, right? Donuts. Until, you know, like the scale or, you know, the first sergeant or <laughs> the heart doctor or whoever is right. like, mm, have you considered like quitting the donuts? <laughs> right. It's usually not until we're faced with some sort of adverse consequence to our behaviors mm -hmm. and choices that we're at that place where we want to quit right but constantly being asked is one of those things that gets us to that place i see that melissa what do you think <laughs> you know i'm not judging any of you, you hear me <laughs> booing okay but I, I used to smoke right you know i remember i was in college it just seemed like the thing to do to yeah you know go up to because i was shy just go up to one of the, the can women. i bomb a cigarette can I please have a cigarette or can I borrow your lighter? But yeah, I quit like 10 years ago. I mean, cold turkey. Yeah, I'm bragging. Wow. Humble right? brag. Cold turkey. I mean, I'll, uh, you know, since we're in the circle of trust, I used to be a smoker in college. Oh. Like I tried it. I was like, it's finals. Like this seems like people say it's relaxing and stuff. Mm -hmm. Did I borrow a lighter from you? Mm. <laughs> no, I never gave out my lighters because they never came back to me. <laughs> those, like, those are precious commodities. right? But, you know, eventually you start having kids and, uh -huh. you know, pregnancy and smoking is really bad. Like, no, no. Right. Um, it can lead to like low fetal birth weight and premature delivery and things like that. So that's one of those changes that motivates some people to be like, you know what? 
I got to stop this. Mm -hmm. And some people can do it cold turkey and they don't need any assistance, you know. And I would say that those type of people probably don't have, it hasn't hit that switch that in your brain, that addiction switch. And we all have a switch. Mm -hmm. And some of us can turn them on and off at will. (laughs) And some of us, it gets, you know, we find that one switch that we accidentally turn on one day and we don't know how to turn it off. And we need assistance. And that's kind of where the Army Wellness Center and other healthcare providers can step in and offer that assistance. Sure. And it can be done on your own um, with nicotine patches, nicotine gum, some sort of nicotine supplement. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that can help wean you off of that addiction because it is giving you um, some sort of reward. Right. That you're seeking from that substance, whether Absolutely. it's sugar or nicotine alcohol so, you know there's we all have these switches some mm-hmm. some of them are prone to wired to be turned on and off at will and some of them if we hit the wrong switch it's like this light's never going off and then it becomes we need assistance in dealing with that switch being on sure um, and that's where the nicotine patches and things like that can help sometimes we need a little bit more extra and we can talk to our healthcare provider about prescriptions that can mm-hmm. help as well like Cantix is one of the more popular ones. And even some of the um, antidepressants like Wellbutrin and things like that can also help alleviate those symptoms um, (laughs) that we experience when we go through withdrawal from something that we're dependent upon. Right. Um, So how long is this this, smoking cessation program through you guys? So ours isn't necessarily a program. Okay. Ours is more of like there is no one size fits all. Right. right? There's no what works for you might not work for For you. Yeah. So (laughs) and there's no like, oh, by this date, you'll be a okay, (laughs) free to go. Right. It's kind of an ongoing process. And um, we don't put a time limit on you. With the wellness center, what we we can't write prescriptions. We're not doctors. Right. <laughs> right? We educate. Mm-hmm. Um, we encourage. We offer things like biofeedback or individual stress management training that can help replace some of those behaviors with new, more healthy behaviors. Okay. okay. So you're really like you know, Jones in for that cigarette. Um, maybe we need to practice taking some deep breaths, mm-hmm. getting, getting ourselves back onto planet earth, back in this present moment. Right. Um, and deal with the why, like right. it, when you're looking at a problem, it helps to identify the who, what, where, when, and why. Right. Do I smoke around certain people? Um, are there certain situations, oh, certain places, right? Like, <laughs> Exactly. Like maybe, you know, every time I'm hanging out with my best friend, Joe, he's a smoker and I might go five days without smoking. And then I smoke half a pack when I go out with Joe. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So if that's the issue, then, you know, you don't have to end a lifelong friendship with Joe, but maybe it's because you're all are always going out to the sports bar Mm -hmm. and having a few beers and then the smoking starts so maybe we change that behavior maybe we do something else Mm -hmm. instead um the why sometimes it's stress related um 
what is stressing me out and how do I deal with that sure. instead of this negative coping skill of smoking to deal with that stress let's adopt some positive behaviors that help us cope with that stress instead. And that's what the wellness center can sort of help you with identifying those more positive coping mechanisms, replacing some negative behaviors with some healthier ones Mm -hmm. and things like that. Okay. Shift gears a little bit. Nutrition. Okay. All right. And you know, back to the uh, (sighs) truth in advertising. I am on a diet right now. And I have lost 25 pounds since well, that's December. Great. Congratulations. Since yeah. December. Since December. What kind of diet is this? Uh, it's a... Starve yourself. Get man. your food through the mail from a company that I'm not going to name. Okay. <laughs> and I've been doing that since okay. the new year. Um, yeah, so 25 pounds. And, uh, that's, I mean, it, yeah, it's phenomenal t- 10 progress. pounds a month, yeah. basically. That's a little bit more than I would personally recommend, but yeah. initially, like when, when you, you got to lose a lot, you lose a lot when you ones, have a lot yeah, to lose. Yeah, it yeah. comes off faster. It does. Um, and with those meal kit delivery type situations, right. what that really is helping you with uh, the biggest part is the portion control. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so. If portion control is an issue, that's one way you can go about controlling portions is they only sent me so many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, I tell people sometimes like it, it costs more to buy like potato chips in the individual mm. packages than to get the whole bag. Right. Sure. But if you hand me a whole bag of potato chips, it's too easy to eat the whole bag maybe guilty exactly yeah (laughs) and it's it's almost like a mindless process but you're like i'll just have like one more and then you start watching a show and you're just popping the food in as you go but if you buy the individual packages it's a much more conscious effort you have to open each individual bag to eat them all and you know at some point like you get a gut check where you're like (laughs) i'm opening my third bag of chips right now yeah, my um, my guilty pleasure is, and I laugh when I buy a high end uh, pint of ice cream, mm-hmm. and you look on the label and it says that's four servings, and I go, yeah, right, right. <laughs> I'm eating all of this, yeah. right now. And I tell people, like, we teach people at the wellness center how to read a nutrition label. Yeah, and so when you look at a nutrition label and it says four servings in yeah. this container, that's Literally, a serving is just a measurement. Mm-hmm. In this m- particular measurement, this is how much of all of these nutrients you're going to find in that measurement. That is not necessarily the same as a portion, mm-hmm. right? So, for example, as a male, you're both larger, you have more muscle mass, you're taller than me, you maybe more active than me, you know, your (laughs) lifestyle is maybe different than mine, right? Right. So your portion might actually be four servings, whereas mine might be one or two. Right. And so we can help you with identifying like portion controls, not the same as serving control. Right. Um, My serving is going to be different than say an eight year old serving (laughs) or a 12 year old serving, you know, Especially children, you ever watch a kitty and you're like, where do they put it all? Yes. Do they have a hollow leg? (laughs) They're always hungry, right? And they have really high metabolisms. They're growing bodies. Mm -hmm. Bones and muscles and brains and all of these things need a lot of energy to build and grow. As an adult, I am no longer growing. 
sadly. I'm yeah. not getting any taller. Really? Really? I feel like that short joke was that. Yeah. Am I being personally attacked? No, I no, no, no. I own it. Yeah. Like I'm probably the shortest <laughs> one in here. That's well, like uh, that talk- seems like. <laughs> Calorie That's counting is the other thing that uh, actually the, the the wife, we we did this three years ago mm-hmm. and she was very successful. Mm-hmm. I was moderately successful. Okay. Uh, but then COVID and I packed on a lot of weight during COVID because I stopped working out. Well, yeah. So your activity level decreases. You don't need as many calories. Right. Calories are energy. If so you're not burning the energy. We're kickstarting again. We're both on the program. Okay. But I know with the calorie counts, when you're talking about... She's five one, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I'm five ten, and she's when we do the calorie count thing through a app mm-hmm. uh, that we both <laughs> use. Uh, if you don't eat enough, it tells you you didn't eat enough, right? Mm-hmm. And it won't count your calories for the day and say here's oh, your progress. No. Okay, so this is something that I see a lot at the wellness center, especially with my green suitors. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. But what they do to y'all is every so often they go, okay, step up on the scale over here. Oh, yeah. And then if it's not what they want to see, then they're like, all right, we're going to get the tape measure out. And then, you know, this creates a lot of stress in mm-hmm. some people's lives, right? This is a struggle. Sure. It, what they're looking at is your BMI, which is your weight divided by your height, mm-hmm. right? We all have a weight. We all have a height. However, we all have different genetics and ethnicities and things like that that Mm -hmm. can influence. Like if you measure my waist, it's going to be different than, say, someone of a different race or ethnicity or gender or Mm -hmm. what what have you. Sure. But we are all put in the same boat. So if you have a six-foot-tall, 200-pound bodybuilder, Versus a six foot tall, 200 pound sedentary person. (laughs) I was going to say that, but I was like, that sounds so judgy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Sedentary person. Right. They have the same exact BMI because they're the same height and same weight. Right. But if I put them in the bod pod at the wellness center that measures your body composition, they have a very different body composition. Sure. So BMI, you know, the armies, that's their standard because I can take, a tape measure with me anywhere, Mm -hmm. right? To the deserts of Iraq or the mountains of Afghanistan, my tape measure fits nice and handily in my pocket. Mm -hmm. My bod pod doesn't like to travel. Right. So while it's not an army standard, it is a resource that is available to you. And sometimes I end up with people who on the outside, they look very thin and fit, but then they get in the bod pod and they're like, 40% 40% body fat because they don't do strength training, for example, and don't right. have a lot of muscle mass. They're right. just mm. on the thin side because that's just their genetics, right? Right. And so it kind of helps you make better informed decisions when it comes to how many calories you should be eating. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to build muscle, muscle is your fair weather friend. It needs energy and effort to, to hang out, right? Sure. Um, if you're trying to lose fat, Fat's happy to hang out with you like anytime. <laughs> it's like, I'm here for you. I've got you. I'm never leaving you. It's in that pint of ice cream. <laughs> right? And when it comes me. to things like the pint of ice cream, you know, I tell my kids, we have anytime food. You can have this anytime you want, right? 
fruit, vegetables, you know, yogurt, cheese, things like that. Sure. And then we have sometimes food like ice cream, right? right. Sometimes we have ice cream. Yeah. And if you like ice cream, enjoy the ice cream. They have all those like substitute, like low calorie. Yeah. And those to me are just sad ice creams. They're like milk flavored water. Exactly. <laughs> and if you really want some ice cream, like have a scoop of ice cream and move on with your life. Because right. the stress associated with and the guilt of like, I ate the whole pint of ice cream. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? You did it. And that it, it is what it is. Just- I, I run, hope run you enjoyed it. Miles like tomorrow. Right? Yeah, like please tell me that you at least enjoyed it, right? Yeah. And then tomorrow is a new day. Yeah. New choices. You know, you please don't eat the pint every day. Like if that's what's <laughs> happening, then again, we have some coping skills we need to work on. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to nutrition, like there's no one size fits all. Like you mm. mentioned, like your wife was really successful with the mm-hmm. calorie counting and you were just moderately. Right. So she obviously, that really worked for her, right? I'm on day 165. She is on day pushing 1,200. Ooh. Wow. Oh, my God. You know, because, yeah, you know, yeah. did you log in? Did yeah, you, yeah, did yeah. You, did you? Yeah, she's, she's pushing on 1,200. So, days. and so that framework really works for her. Uh-huh. Some people are like, I don't want to count calories. Like, it doesn't. It's too cumbersome or it's just not my thing. Some people count macros, mm-hmm. you know. What? I said, oh, my goodness. I know, right? <laughs> macros to me, like, it's just another way of. Do you have to be like a chemist to do all that? You don't, but it's just more numbers to me, though. Yeah. Like, counting calories, that's one number. I have to track counting macros. Now I got to track like three numbers, the carbs, the proteins, and the fats. And then I got to make sure I have the right ratio. Again, all of these things trigger stress, (laughs) right? That weigh-in triggers stress. Counting, like I didn't get the right macro ratio. I'm stressed. And that stress, (laughs) it creates weight gain. Mm -hmm. Um, It creates cortisol in your body, inflammation, and eventually what will happen is if you're stressed about it, you stop doing it. Day right. 165. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If it's not something that you find sustainable, if you don't see yourself doing it five years from now, why are you doing it today? Right. And so when it comes to like the green suitors that are like, oh, I have a weigh-in in two weeks, I'm just going to do um, – the military diet. What is that? Oh my gosh. You don't, <laughs> lucky you. Ca- caffeine and nicotine. You've never, it's basically, um, and it involves some hard boiled eggs and tuna packets, right? Okay. Oh my gosh. No, I've seen people do that. It, see? She's I didn't seen know it. it was. Yes, yeah. it's a thing. And, and it's starvation. Right. Is what it is. Right. And yeah, you'll lose some weight. Yeah, you might pass out at PT too because you didn't eat. Right. Um, and as soon as you're done starving yourself, and maybe you make tape, maybe you make weight, but you can't eat that way for the next five years. You go back to those old habits, the ones that you have been doing that got you to this place in the first place. Right. You gain the weight back, and then you find yourself at the next tape and the next weigh-in, like doing some crazy stuff to mm-hmm. lose weight. Mm-hmm. If you're wrapping yourself in saran wrap and sitting in the sauna, you're losing water weight. That you're going to gain back as soon as you drink some more water. <laughs> so what do you tell people when they're obsessed with the scale? A number. You know, you were yeah. talking numbers are just numbers. They're just numbers. And so what I tell my clients is 
The scale is just a number. It is a risk indicator. So if your BMI is high, you are at risk for certain diseases, heart disease, certain cancers, diabetes, things like that. Um, but we need to look at what are you doing to mitigate your risk factors, mm-hmm. right? So some of your risk is genetic, right? Sure. Uh, heart disease may run in your family. Diabetes may run in your family. Thyroid disease can run in your family. There's all sorts of genetic factors that we can't control. But what we focus on is what can you control? Okay. And so if, you know, you're obsessed with the number on the scale, we need to look at why. What What is it that you think is going to happen when you hit this magic number? Mm-hmm. You're still you. You still live in your same skin, right? right. Um, all of the problems that you had before you hit that number, there's probably still there, except for maybe you don't have the the army like breathing down your <laughs> neck about your weigh in, right? Um, so that's one relief off of you. But if you are as females, um, oftentimes we look at like if I only was a size six and right. I could wear this outfit or I could do this, then I would be happy. Right. And then you make size six and the outfit doesn't look the same on you as it did on her, or you still have the same bills to pay, or you still <laughs> have, you know, sure. the same house and car that, you know, it, it's not a magic bullet for, right. to fix all the problems. And so I would rather focus on, do you feel good? Do you feel happy? Are you finding joy? Are you healthy? Um, So to me, being healthy is, are you suffering? Again, are there any adverse effects from the choices that you're making or the weight that you're at? So oftentimes if you're carrying excess weight, especially in the army with um, the physical demands that are on them, Mm -hmm. you end up with back pain or knee pain or some sort of muscular skeletal injury, things like that. And that is an adverse effect. Um, It's hard on your joints if you're carrying around excess weight. And that's, Mm -hmm. to me, I would rather focus on that. Like, can we alleviate these adverse symptoms, regardless of what the scale number says? Sure. How do you feel? How are you functioning? Mm Mm-hmm. The military community, soldiers, the you know your the the population you serve is younger than the general population. Yes, and they probably don't eat well either, right? <laughs> so this is like a, a society failure. If <laughs> this is one of my like you know, I'll get on my soapbox for this one. We don't teach kids how to eat. Right. Okay. Right? They don't learn in school. Like whenever I was in school, and I will own the fact that I am an older woman. <laughs> I'm a mature woman. But we had things like home ec. Sure. Um, yes. My husband talks about it all the time. Really? Yes. You didn't have that. You didn't have that? They had it. I didn't choose to do it. Oh. I chose a different thing. You were in wood shop? No, I did floral design. Okay. Oh, we didn't have that. No, we didn't have that. <laughs> we had uh, home ec. Wood shop and, um, and auto shop, right? Yep. All useful things, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in home ec, they teach you how, how to work an oven, how to work a <laughs> stove, how to mend, uh, sew on a button, right. how to work a washing machine. Yep. So my husband, like we're the same age and we actually went to school in the same school system 
growing up, but he, when I'm, I didn't know him then we met in college Mm -hmm. when I met him, he did not know how to work a washing machine. Right. (laughs) Which was like astounding to me. Yeah. Woodshop didn't teach me that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But as soldiers, they, you know, you go from living at home with your parents who acquired your food for you most, hopefully. Right. Um, and then, you know, if you join either right out of high school, you know, you go from mom and dad. Now you have, you know, big daddy army. Mm-hmm. You're going to eat these three squares a day from this place. And we are going to provide that for you. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times what I see is now you come to Fort Hood or, you know, whatever your first duty station is. And suddenly you have freedom right. and not only do you right. have freedom you have money choices yes and choices uh-huh. right they're everywhere yeah and and so it's a little bit of like that you know like that preacher's daughter like you just got out and like <laughs> you gotta try all the things right right and so especially as younger populations again we talked about how kids are still growing yeah. Um, fun fact is males, y'all keep growing into your 20s. High so, five. Right? <laughs> so your metabolisms are still higher Sure. as you go into your 20s. And what happens is you start to hit about 22 to 25. Mm-hmm. And suddenly you're in my office. You're like, I don't know what happened. I just started gaining weight. I didn't do anything different. Like, why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, Mother Nature set you up. Because as females, we stop growing in our teens, and we learn really quick that our metabolisms are not our friends. And we <laughs> have to make some serious choices. But as males, you're, like, set up for this, like, false sense of security that sure. you can still eat the whole pizza. And then when you hit, like, 23, and you're still eating the whole pizza, and now you're gaining weight, you right. didn't learn those healthy fa- habits to begin with. And now you're having to like relearn all of those things as an adult that you Mm -hmm. didn't learn as a kid. Mm -hmm. Talking about relearning. He's probably got a few years left in the army. And I know you've only got a few years left in the army. Talk about Mm -hmm. whether you're retiring or you're transitioning, Mm -hmm. you know, army isn't telling you to work out anymore. And to be honest, that really got me in retirement. <laughs> I and was it, literally it packed just on talking. five pounds a yes. year for ten years. Yeah. The first time I got out, I lost weight. Yeah, no, I mean in <laughs> retirement, no, I gained. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to um, someone about that actually this morning. Like, uh, my dad is a retiree. He did twenty-one years active duty, mm-hmm. and then went straight to working for the DOD as a civilian for like another full career and now he's retired retired and and he gained a lot of weight in that process as well you no longer have someone saying like get up and go run at Mm -hmm. 6 30 in the morning right right Right. and as humans a lot of times we tend to be a little bit arbitrary by nature so it's like someone told me i had to do this for 20 years and now i ain't doing it no right right (laughs) i'm done you can't make me Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's part of it. Um, we become a little bit more sedentary as we age. And if you're retiring from being active duty where you really had a more structure when it comes to your activities, um, and now it's all up to you again, it's like 
freedom, right? I can do what I want. You can't make me. Um, and for the retirees that I work with, it's more about your priorities are shifting. You no longer have to pass a PT test, but hey, do you want to put on like clean underwear when you're 70 and not all over? <laughs> like, so your perspective shifts a little bit. You want to be able to reach the ground sure. and not break a hip. Right. So <laughs> you still need to work on being active and not packing on the extra weight. So uh, your nutritional needs are going to change because, yeah, maybe you don't necessarily have to run a two mile in a certain amount of time, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if you don't run anymore, but let, let's find an activity that you actually like. Sure. Um, you know, even if it's golfing or walking or biking or, you know, whatever, we can find something. There's something right. for everyone that you can enjoy. And sometimes it's a lot of trial and error after, you know, so many years of like run, 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 sure, run for your life. <laughs> and, you know, if you don't ever want to run again, like I'm totally okay with that. But what do you want to do? And your nutritional needs are going to change because if you're not run, run, running all the time, mm-hmm. You're not burning as many calories, perhaps, if you're choosing a different activity. Maybe you just want to do yoga every day. And, like, I'm down for that. Like, Mm -hmm. we can figure that out. But you're not going to need as much calories if you're not doing, if you're not as active. Right. Kelvin, what do you think about the transition you're going to face sooner or later? Right. How are you going to deal with it? You don't want to be one of those guys that packed on 30, 40 pounds overnight. Right. No, well, the army says I'm obese anyway. But <laughs> the, the army standards. No, I mean I. I'm just one of those people that always like working out. So even when I'm done, oh, you best believe I'm still gonna work out, but just in a different, different kind of way. So um, I, I'm yeah, pretty okay. sure. I'm curious, like how different? <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean, indeed? Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe I won't do. Because a lot of things are tailored to, you know, what we have to do. Right. Physically. Right. Maybe I'll I'll just ride a bike. You know, I'm I'm already giving up running. I'm sorry. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, that was my theme song. Okay. (laughs) I've already given up running. My body can't handle it anymore. So maybe I'll just turn to, you know, doing a stationary bike. You know, just just simple things like that. Functional movement thing. As long as you're moving. I mean, anything's good. Yeah, I think, you know, getting your heart rate up um, keeps, it's a muscle too. Like you have to get it up uh, into certain range in order to keep it strong and healthy. Cardiac output is important. Um, Keeping your blood flow, your circulation going, especially as we age, our arteries age too. And um, yeah, so Something else to look forward to there, brother. (laughs) All the things that happen as we age, right? Our muscles start to, you know, atrophy a little bit as we age. And that's why I tell young people, like, you you think you're young and invincible, but taking care of yourself now is going to make aging that much easier. Less Mm -hmm. aches and pains, less struggles, more functional movement, you know, and the Army's moving a little bit more towards this. When you look at the ACFT, a lot of people look at it like, what? Why? Like, he's making a face with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> but why do I need to do this? It's supposed to be more 
designed to functional movement patterns, right? Um, I've been around the army my whole life, born mm-hmm. and raised, married to it and everything. And not very often have I seen somebody have to put on a rucksack and run for their lives for like five hours. Right. We have, we have Humvees and tanks and helicopters and planes and boats and all of these things that move your bodies around for you. If you are somewhere where you are going to have to put on a 40 pound sack and run for hours, that's a really specialized MOS that most people are not (laughs) in. (laughs) Has this happened to you? Uh, No. If it gets down to that, I'm (laughs) You're like, I quit now. (laughs) Where's my papers? (laughs) But it's, you know, growing up, that's something like I saw my dad doing, not only like with the the rucksack, but in jump boots. Like at least the army's evolved a little bit. They'll let you put on some like, you know, running shoes, (laughs) things like that. Um, But what they they credit to the army, they learned like, oh, we we're breaking people, (laughs) their backs, their knees, like all of that. And so they're, you know, still a little bit breaking people um but that's not necessarily the army's fault um the army assumes and i'm saying army like quotation marks like Mm -hmm. as an entity in general they assume when you come to them out of basic you have some foundational um habits when it comes to like how to feed yourself and um, a foundation and exercise. Like, and so they don't start you at the low level, like let's build the foundation. They start you like mid-level, high level, like out the gate, like let's go, let's do this. And so we end up at the wellness center seeing, you know, people with musculoskeletal injuries, obesity issues and things like that, because Mm -hmm. they never got that foundation. Right. Um, And so now we kind of, we're supposed to be preventative med. Mm-hmm. Like we would like to see people before you're broken and before you fail tape or before you have an injury um, or fail a PT test or something mm-hmm. like that. It's much easier to fix something before it's broken than sure. after. And so as like I tell NCOs when I brief them, like if you see a soldier, maybe they're having to buy a new uniform because they don't fit the old one anymore. Or maybe they're slowing down in the like unit run or you've noticed that they seem more irritable. Maybe they're not sleeping good. Maybe their stress has changed. You know, something's happening. Sure. Go ahead and, you know, encourage them to come to us. Units can refer their soldiers to us like you don't you don't have a choice. However, I'm a firm believer that intrinsic motivation is a lot better than extrinsic motivation again because humans are arbitrary like if you tell me i have to do something i automatically like start thinking of all the reasons why i don't have to do that (laughs) which takes us to the point of somebody's been listening to all this and they go okay how do i get a hold of you noel absolutely so (laughs) you can find us on facebook at fort hood adbc we're on instagram at fort hood adbc Mm -hmm. you can call us um it's 254-553-6196. One more time. 254-553-6196. Okay. Um, you can email us at 
AWC Fort Hood at gmail.com. That's easy too. (laughs) You can even come by our office. Um, Are are, you guys in the office now? We are in the office now. So pandemic protocols are. Yes. Yes. Please wear a mask. Yeah. Okay. Um, That fits your face when you come (laughs) in. Um, And then we aren't currently doing much of the fitness testing Right. Um, because of the nature of that particular test, all like we're measuring heart rates and there's no filtering, there's no mask that we can put on to protect from COVID with that. Sure. However, most of us either have a degree or are certified in have the ability to mathematically figure out what your heart rate zone should be um, okay. yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So. Okay. Yeah, we're all kind of highly trained and educated and certified. So do you feel informed? Yes, very well informed. But let me ask you, do you want to quit? No. <laughs> <laughs> She's not ready. It's okay. <laughs> Did you see that look she just gave? Oh, no. no, nothing, nothing. <laughs> Noel, it yes. has been a pleasure for you to come by one more time. Absolutely. And you know what? When we do get out of the pandemic, she has done these uh, stress relief sessions. Mm-hmm. She's hypnotic. Why are you looking at me for I'm just stress saying, relief? you know, I'm just saying it is hypnotic. We tell it, we, we put a disclaimer <laughs> out that says, Don't do not drive. listen to this podcast while you're driving your car. Yeah. My husband put that one like on repeat and was like, why don't you talk to me like this at home? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that could be TMI. All right. <laughs> anyway, Noel, thank you very much for coming by. And we've got Blair Dupree, Sentinel Sports and Leisure Editor, coming up right after this. Save money and get special military discounted tickets to your favorite attractions like Six Flags, Schlitterbahn, SeaWorld, Disney World, and more. Stop by our Leisure Travel Services office located right here on post to get those tickets. For more information, go to our website at hood.armymwr.com. Have fun! Hey Blair, went to the movies. Hey Blair, went to the movies. Hey Blair, went to the movies. And here's what she thinks. We played the music, so there she is. Blair Dupree. Hi. (laughs) Sports, leisure, editor of the Fort Hood Sentinel Standing Watch since 1942. What are we talking about this week, Blair? Um, we're going to talk about The Little Things and Earwig. Little Things? Mm-hmm. Two movies. Not like your things. meal portions. No, no Little Things. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right. Little, yeah. little, little Things. Who is it? What is it? Why is it? Um, it stars Denzel Washington, Rami mm. Malek, and Jared Leto um, as our three main characters. Um, basically follows a, I believe he was retired. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, wait, 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 wait. Before you go for raise your hand if you've seen it. One, two, three. You've seen it. Yeah. All right. Three out of four. You guys start talking. <laughs> um, the only issue I had with this movie is, you know, in crime movies, I want a resolution. I want Thank an you. ending. Yes. Thank you. Um, yes. They don't tell you who the murderer is. So you're just sitting it's there. It's a whodunit where you don't know who done it. Exactly. Yeah. And there were several points that, and maybe, and even my roommate felt this way. So I want to see if y'all feel this way. Um. Just the things that Denzel Washington's character would say to Rami Malek's character made it look like Rami Malek's character was 
I thought that the, a couple times. Okay, yep. okay. Because, like, he would say it's the little things, you know, and would drive off, and he'd, like, look freaked out like he was being found out. And his character is a one of the detectives at the um, Los Angeles Police Department, and he's, like, so bent out of shape when they suggest that the FBI come get involved because they can't find the guy. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense because he's like, oh, no, I got this. You know, it would make sense if he was doing something if he wanted – to keep other people out of it. Oh, see, I didn't get that at all. See, I didn't think it was him. Yeah, and then at the end, uh, the boots. Denzel Washington had the boots on. Because in the beginning, it opens up, there's a girl being chased. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. (laughs) Spoiler. Um, Denzel, later, Denzel Washington has the boots. But again, it doesn't say, (laughs) it didn't say he did it or nothing. So, you know, it's Uh still, you're like, oh, he did it. And it's like, wait, he didn't do it. And it's very, it's very weird. Too many questions. I've never seen a bad Denzel Washington movie because he's a great actor. Like, I don't think. Was the acting good? I think the acting was fine. It hooked you? Okay. It was. It hooked you, and that's why you were disappointed, right? It had me throughout the whole movie, you know, just toward the end. In the end, it was. I don't know. They just lost their way. Totally unsatisfying. But the acting yeah. was was great. Yes. So they got you hooked, but they don't I deliver the... I thought the suspense the, was good. Uh, that, that's too bad. Yeah, it was suspenseful, but like at the end, I want the answer, especially yes. in stuff like that. There's yes. some movies where it works, but not not a crime movie, not for me. I spent so. the next like hour just ruminating like, wait, what? What happened? <laughs> like, did I miss something? And then mm-hmm. I was like, no, that was just really annoying. Yeah. No, the The... the the column, you're still doing this from home, right? Or was this a movie theater? Um, no, this was on HBO Max. Both of them were. Okay, so this is in your living room again. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get to the next movie, when are you going to get into a theater and I eat did, some I, popcorn? I just, <laughs> I just got tickets for Ooh. next month. Oh. Are, are, you, gonna are see? you nervous? No. no I got to know. What good. are we going to see? Um, I'm going to see... Um, uh, I think it's Raya and the Last Dragon. Disney's trying to charge people thirty bucks on Disney Plus again, and I'm not about that. So, um, but again, it was either that or the Tom and Jerry movie for like the, uh, like the family friendly movie. Yes. So I I wanted to see the Disney movie, but I wasn't about to pay thirty bucks. So I spent ten exactly. bucks on tickets. So, exactly. yeah, yeah it, I'm just for me and my roommate. I understand big families. It's a good right. deal, but not for me. So Little Things was your adult movie. That was what, rated R? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. The family-friendly movie we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Just the, the, the picture that was in the paper from the, yeah. the movie itself was kind of like, eh. Why was it eh to you? It's just not what I get into. Yeah, really. yeah. Yeah, but... Mm-hmm. You know, tell me all about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a Studio Ghibli product, uh, and for anybody that doesn't know, Studio Ghibli's an animation studio in Japan. Just think Disney of Japan, and that's mm-hmm. Studio Ghibli. Yep. Um, they have not put out anything in six years, so this was their first thing in six years. Wow. Um, it's their first computer-generated animation. Oh. Usually they draw it out. That's like the... You know, I feel like stereotypical anime-looking style. Mm-hmm. They completely broke away from that, mm-hmm. and the story is based off of a book that was written by um, somebody. I don't remember, but written. It was based off a book, so it wasn't any of their like idea or anything. They followed right. the book, mm-hmm. and 
I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing because, like, this, it's just a waste of space to me, digital space. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't suggest watching it at all. It was, it was absolute trash. And the name of that film was what? <laughs> Earwig. <laughs> Earwig. Okay, absolute so trash. just to give you an idea, it's this little girl who, in the beginning, her mom is a witch and it says she's running away from this like group of witches, I guess that are like the mm-hmm. top dogs of the witches, you know, mm-hmm. and she drops off her infant daughter who is earwig at an orphanage. And then it jumps years later to when she's like, um, like eight to 11 range kind of around there. And she's adopted by a strange woman named, uh, it was, uh, uh Bella, Bella Yaga, Yaga. Bella Yaga. And almost made an Ant Man reference, and then, uh, <laughs> um, and then the Mandrake, who I, it doesn't say if they're like, I guess I don't know if they just live in the same house, if they're roommates, or if there's a thing there, I don't know. But um, while she's there, um, Bella Yaga gets her to um, do her chores for her, like grind rat bones and blah 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 for her uh. potions. Yeah, so like. The major the eighty percent of the movie is her doing chores for wow. Bella Yaga. Nice. Eighty. Yeah, eighty percent, I swear. And then um the Mandrake's a very strange, very quiet guy who uh does not want to be disturbed at all. That's his thing. And so, you know, it basically is her getting, you know, to where the Mandrake likes her and Bella Yaga likes her. <laughs> Yeah, and so at the end of the movie, <laughs> no, but here's here's the bad thing, and here's here's what was so funny about it to me and my roommate. At the very end, it mentions her mom at the at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then in the middle when there's a couple of flashbacks to like the band, also called Earwig, because her mom was the lead singer, uh, Bella and a witch. Yes. Okay. Yes, right. Beliaga was the drummer. Mm. And the Mandrake was on the keyboards. So, so like, (laughs) that's all you see of her mother. And then there's a part, it's, it's Christmas time and she's finally invited her old friend from the orphanage. He's finally brave enough to come over because the Mandrake scares him a little bit, but he finally comes over. And when he comes and she opens the door and he's there, her mother is there and she goes, hello, earwig. And the credits roll right then, like right when you think. Right when you think the story is going to start, it ends. Like, ah. right there. And apparently the book, the author who wrote the book set it up for a second book, but passed away before she could write the second book. So instead of coming up with an ending, they just left it there. And the credits roll. And I literally screamed at my TV. I was <laughs> like, what? It just started. What is it? Uh, so, yeah. So one movie, unsatisfactory ending. Another movie, just no ending. Absolute trash. 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 Uh, trash. Complete digital trash. space. They, Waste of right, digital right, space. Right. They are making more movies now, right? What do you mean? Like uh, more movies are coming out from because from yeah, that you know from them specifically? No, I don't mean just them. I just mean just movies in general. In general yeah. Because it's like COVID, nobody was making movies for Yeah. Uh, I feel like year. I feel like next month is or actually now it's this month. Uh there's a lot more stuff coming out and things will start, you know, kind of yes. picking up again. So, I'm so excited. Yep. Yeah. Nature so is healing. You think? <laughs> the movies are coming back. So, next time we have you on, you're going to be talking all things Disney. 
Uh, yeah, Disney, and then um, also got tickets for Chaos Walking. That'll yeah. be the the other movie. Yeah. Which what about, one are you most excited about? Uh, I mean, I wasn't planning on seeing Chaos Walking because in my mind, I was like, oh, uh, Godzilla versus Kong is coming out. So I'll just do that. And a lot of people in the office were talking about it mm-hmm. and they were excited about it. But then I realized it comes out after my column is supposed to come out. So I was like, that's not going to work. <laughs> that doesn't work. And then all of a sudden, these advertisements for this other movie with uh, Tom Holland and uh, Daisy Ridley um, were started popping up. And I was like, mm, that, that, that seems kind of interesting. So it popped up at the right time. But... Um, Probably that one, because the, I don't know, I don't know about the Disney one. They're making me mad, charging 30 bucks for it. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't know if this one's really worth 30 bucks. Uh, Just from seeing it, I mean, it's just a first impression, but you know. There you go. Sheer economics drove Blair back to the movies. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Blair, thank you very much for swinging by again this month. Mm -hmm. Cannot wait to hear about your theater experience <laughs> next time out. yeah i'm excited all right and uh we got final thoughts coming up right after what these messages yes we do if you've got problems and feel like you just can't get answers there's a place for you to turn the inspector general's hotline they take your issues seriously if you're at the end of your rope and need someone to reach out to grab a pen and take down this number 254-287-7209. That's 254-287-7209. The Fort Hood Office of the Inspector General. They inspect generals so you don't have to. Hey, it's Melissa here from Fort Hood Shelter and Adoptions. Now is a great time to stop by and see what furry friends they have waiting for their forever home. Or, down boy, you can follow their Facebook page called Fort Hood Shelter and Adoptions. The great thing about pets that come from Fort Hood Shelter and Adoptions is, all right now, be good, they're practically free. Well, sometimes they're free. They just need a good mommy or daddy. So stop by Fort Hood Shelter and Adoptions, check the Facebook page of Fort Hood Shelter and Adoptions, or even call Fort Hood Shelter and Adoptions at 254-287-4675. To make someone very, very happy. Fort Hood's great big podcast, your tax dollars at work. And we're back. Again. Yeah. Again. Still. We are. Yeah, but not for long, you know. This is March 8th. And it is a special day, kind of, sort of. Mm-hmm. March 8th marks what? It marks the beginning of a new era. A new era. Tell me more. A new era for using tuition assistance. That's yes. the TA Ooh. for active duty soldiers. Ooh. We actually talked to all that tuition assistance last week a little bit. Mm-hmm. Melissa got her master's degree <gasps> mostly using TA. Was oh, it at Harvard? I didn't know that. Yeah. She did. Wow. Well, <laughs> and and Kelvin's still working. You know, he's working towards his sheepskin. Yes, I am. Uh, so have you been on the new site? No, you can't because it starts no, today. No, I tried, but I mean, I guess it's not up until today, March until 8th. Until today. The day, the day this show drops. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's why we're talking about it. Yep. Yeah. So uh, 
Now you. So I. You're did, still working on your. My bachelor's. bachelor's. Yes. Okay. So I did sign up for uh, TA one last time to the Gormian before it right. shut down on uh, February 12th. Right. So the if you didn't log on to to create your Army Ignited account mm, right before the twelfth, you can still make it. Um, I believe you won't just be your account won't roll over as quickly. Right, you'll probably have to put in a ticket and then it'll be processed. Okay, but of course, everyone is you can still make an account at any time, okay. even. Well, after the eighth, Kelvin, did you get in there and do your thing? I did. You did. So you're all squared away. They sent out about four emails, and after the fourth <laughs> one, I was like, you know what? Let me do this. Yeah, <laughs> before I forget. <laughs> yeah the the Gourmet Center is really good about, or the uh, Fort Hood Education Services. There you go. Is really good about sending out updates on their Facebook page. I'm so. sure they will appreciate the shout out. Yes, yes. You go, Army Ed. They have really funny captions, too. They usually make me giggle a little bit. Oh. Out loud, not just like where you LOL and you're not actually laughing. Like I, I hate actually, Out loud, you laugh. Well, I just do a little giggle. Well, that's awesome. I don't know if that's laughing. <laughs> that's awesome. So there's, dear listeners, some news you can use if you're looking to get tuition assistance. Yes. It's never too late. Get on Army Ignite. Ignite Ed. Ed. Ignite yes. Ed. Yes. That's just, was it, what was it used to be called? Go Army Ed. Go Army Ed. And now it's Ignite Ed. I have the giggles now, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. With that, I think we should play the, uh, play the music, and uh, if I haven't already. And mm. uh, Brianna, take us out today. All right. Hmm, what can I say? Uh, I hope everyone's well. And that we're all recovered from the that horrible snowstorm. I'm still having flashbacks. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. <laughs> nah. uh, oh, okay. Just me? Yeah, just you. Okay. <laughs> well, we will see you all next week. Same time, same place. Yeah, we will. I think. Yeah. Driving down the road again. The tar starts thinning and cracks crumble to gravel lines. On the travel the